You are listening to the Run Duo Podcast, a program to entertain and to inform. Forerunners by runners. Now here are your hosts, India Cook and Tommy Mitchell. And it is episode six of the Run Duo. I am Tommy Mitchell. And I am India Cook. And we are the Run Run Duo. Duo. Yes, indeed. We got episode six and we got a great episode out for you. Great guest today. Yes. Harold Allen. If you don't know who he is, he's from Bainbridge, Georgia. Yes. How many marathons did he run in a row? 31. 31 marathons in 31 days. Yes, yes. Straight through. Straight through. No breaks. No breaks. No splitting it. Nothing. No help. 26.2 miles. Just Harold, Bainbridge, Georgia. 31 days straight. Well, we're going to talk to him a little bit later, so uh, it's going to be a great, great interview. But before we get going, it is week number four. For India Cook, she's marathon training. How you feeling? I'm actually feeling good. I'm okay. Um, Not, I haven't really been feeling it yet, but I think it's because I know what I'm up against. Like, this is my second time doing a marathon, so I'm kind of to the point where I'm like, okay, I know what it's going to feel like. I know what I'm having to do, so I'm ready, though. It's week number four. Miles are increasing. The heat is increasing. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm doing okay. You still in that hot sun. I see you. You still out there running in that it's hot sun. It's all about angles and like where the sun is hitting. I think you're not going to be satisfied until you see me like do a dark picture. Exactly. Like early in the morning. When you out there that hot ass sun. Maybe yes. this week I'll get up like six o'clock in the morning and do it for you. <laughs> I hear you. Um, so you think you uh, you ready? Ready to what? Conquer more miles? Well, I mean, you're week four. This yes. is your second marathon. Yes. You, you you feel like you're 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 in a better place than you were last time. For sure. For mm-hmm. sure. I feel like my anxiety was so high last year because I didn't know what I was up against. I feel like my mental game is better in the in the in the portion of just you got this. Mm-hmm. You got you have a goal and plan and you just need to get out there and crush it. So at the end of the day, it's one of those things where I'm like, regardless of what happens, it's going to get finished. And I feel like regardless of what happens, if I stay on top of my cross training, stay on top of my stretching and recovery, stay on top of my miles, my injury will be lessened. It won't be as bad as it was last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and God willing, hopefully it doesn't flare up like it did last year. And I'm going to be able to do better than I did. So even if it's 30 seconds, one minute better than what I did last year, it's still going to be better than what I did. So I'm so ready. when you, because like for me, mm-hmm. until I know I'm ready to run a marathon, if it's a marathon that's out of town, yeah. I don't buy the plane ticket. Okay. Do you have anything like that? No. I'm doing this race. Like, I haven't purchased my plane ticket yet just because I was waiting on, like, you know, prices to go down and yeah. all that stuff. Mm-hmm. My hotel is secured mm-hmm. um, so that I know that I'm going. This, so I don't worry about not going. I don't think I'll ever be completely ready in mm-hmm. my mind. Like, yeah. as of today, like, to the fact of fat, fathoming running 26.2 miles and all. Like, in my mind, I'm like, mm-mm. Because there's some short runs and I'm like, whoo, <laughs> like, good God. <laughs> 26.2 miles? like no um but I'm doing it like I'm one of those people that I'm just kind of driven I know it's gonna get done this time around Tommy is really different though because of course last year I ran with somebody the whole marathon so I had motivation I had you all and three of my best friends Mm -hmm. out on the course I'm not having any of that this year none of it so it's one of those things where not only is it going to be a mental challenge through training but it also is going to be a challenge the day of because I was excited to see you all around the course and see Mm -hmm. you know my to see you guys and knowing that y'all was coming up at some point I'm going to be seeing you all yeah 
And not saying that nobody from Atlanta would be there, nobody that I know. But when you have somebody that's specifically out there for you, for you, it's a different feeling. Yeah. Um. So this year will be different, but I just chalk it up to it's going to be more strength and perseverance for myself. And I just have to push through. Yeah, it's always going to be some form of an Atlanta cheer squad. Of course, up there. all the time. And speaking of cheer squad, I yes. want to give a big shout out to big, uh, I call him the big inspiration, Michael Martinez. He put together the cheer squad for the Hot Atlanta half, which... If you've never run... I haven't. I really want to, though. And But I know no, that don't. it's a beast. I <laughs> no, know that don't. it's a beast. Just that Techwood Hill that he cheers on, it's ridiculous. And oh. it's at the end. Orion oh, Racing, they should be taken to court for putting this race on. It is so... It's a brutal, yeah. brutal half marathon. Yeah. It's got to be one of the... Because mm-hmm. of the time of the year that they do it, yeah. it is so warm. But yes... Michael puts together a cheer squad right there on that final hill. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we cheered. We ran people up the hill. Yes. You know, all that good stuff. So I want to, you know, give him a shout out for doing that again for mm-hmm. Run Family, Run Family USA. Mm-hmm. Um, so big shout out to Mike Martinez. Also, still keeping our fingers crossed that Mike wins um, the shirt. Yeah, so we'll find that out at the Peachtree Road Race. At the Peachtree Road Race. Speaking of Peachtree Road Race, I did go run the uh, route. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 4th of July is going to be hilarious. Yes, <laughs> At least you, you lived. You know, I was struggling. Yeah, it's it's going to be a long day out there. But, of course, if, if Michael ends up winning the uh, final shirt and he is the Peachtree shirt, yes. it'll make it all worth it. It, it definitely will make it all worth it. Will. it will. It's always good to when you know somebody that, you know, is going to be doing that design. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know about you. This will be my 11th year running the Peachtree. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I've been running it since 2008. I think I had one year that I didn't didn't end up running mm-hmm. um but the midst of it it's still been years that was my race that that's my first race yeah um and so always getting the t-shirt design which is always interesting i think now that i become a serious runner I'm serious ready for them. serious She's meaning serious when i get those cotton shirts i'm like <laughs> yeah yeah i, I mean, mean it's good to wear the day mm-hmm. of and people are yeah. like oh you did be street because yeah. it's a big deal it's on tv and all that stuff yeah. but at the same time like i can't re-wear it like i don't wear them anywhere else outside of that i wear them to work out that's about, I if i go to the gym that. like i, I put on a dry fi- i put on a dry fit t-shirt really to go to the gym shirt. yes because i sweat so bad i need all of that soaked up <laughs> like i don't need to feel like i have 10 pounds of sweat on me because my shirt is cotton no. Oh my goodness! No, no, no. But yeah, it should be it should be great. But we talked about that. Yeah, it'd be nice if the if the um, Atlanta Track Club and I said this back on Shut Up Tommy mm-hmm. that they would switch it up, give us a tech shirt, go ahead, you know, raise the price, right. go ahead, throw a, a medal in there. Yeah. But like we said, there's how many sixty thousand people? Yeah, sixty thousand, sixty thousand that actually run it. But it's so many more that it's people that don't get in, don't get in. Yeah, that that want to. It's a sellout. They don't need to change anything. But um. I'd say of that sixty thousand, more than half are that's their race. That's yeah. the only race they ran. The, mm-hmm. They run the whole year, so it's not to me a runner's race. It's a race to enjoy yourself. Mm-hmm. And this year, I plan on it. I'm telling you, if they're handing out beer, anything, right? I'm getting it this year. You're getting it all. I'm gonna, I'm gonna enjoy it. There, I'm just gonna enjoy always it. Beer, donuts, McDonald's. Exactly. I'm just gonna. Stuff. I'm gonna There's just. I might take so pictures. Much. I think Cami Cakes was out there mm-hmm. a year or two ago handing out stuff right before you hit cardiac. Like it was. Yeah. It's always something. Yeah. So I'm just gonna enjoy it this year because you know there's no way I'm running no sub sub fifties this year. So <laughs> I'm just gonna enjoy myself and well, just know, get out there and run. I always just try to do better than I did the previous year, and I, I, I'm gonna probably do that. But other than that, no. 
I'm not going too hard. Yeah, I hear you. you. And I'm in the middle of marathon training. So, so, you know, something that I did do, which was different is I actually ran on the treadmill and Mm -hmm. actually felt pretty good about it. You enjoy the you enjoy the treadmill. I enjoyed the, see, and that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to refocus my mindset around the treadmill because I actually really do not like calling it the treadmill, and I usually don't like running on the treadmill mm-hmm. because I dread it so bad, and I feel like it's just so mundane. And so it's kind of one of those things where I'm like, I'm trying to refocus my mind because at the end of the day, during this marathon training, I'm going to have to do something on the treadmill. Like it's true. Gonna have to yeah, be yeah. You're not going to be able to do um, everything outside. So yeah, especially because like I recently. Speaking of races, I ran the uh, Monday Night Brewery race, mm. and I realized how I was not in race shape. And I was like, you know, and the heat that was out there was an amazing race. Like, it was put on really well by Tess. Congratulations mm-hmm. on another Run good social. Race. Yes, run social. It mm-hmm. was really, really good. But at the end of the day, I was like, I'm not, I'm not race ready. <laughs> what time does the race start? 645? Oh, yeah, it was blazing. So the heat was still, yeah, oh, it was it straight was still blazing. out there. Yeah, uh-huh. And then we took, like, the route that we were on, we're kind of, like, on the belt line, like, mm-hmm. the, the belt line part that I've never been on. But, mm-hmm. you know, on certain areas of the belt line, there's no shade. Like, it's just straight. Which, wait, which belt line? So this is the one over there. It was by the one by the Monday Night Garage. Yeah. So it's on the, is it West Side? I is that the West Side? West Side. Okay, all right. Yeah, so uh-huh. West Side, I've never been on that trail. So yeah. I'm just like, oh. Yeah, there's no shade on that trail. No, tr- no yeah, shade. Yeah, yeah, it's like straight. None. It was like a bridge, and that was it. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. So there was no shade. So it was pretty warm outside, but then also realizing that, you know, you're not race ready. So, but it's okay. Um, you're only on week like, four. You're yeah, only on week four. Only four. But then mm-hmm. I feel like with the treadmill, it caused me to, like, really stay at pace and kind of focus on form and focus on a couple of different things. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to have to embrace the treadmill and not call it a treadmill. Be positive about it mm-hmm. so that it's not a negative process. So, but I'm ready. Cool, cool, ready. cool. So, I was, um, cause just kind of talking about what we think about and, you know, mm-hmm. you know, the treadmill and all that kind of stuff. So, I decided to try, and I talked about this before, um, the Nike app. Okay. They did the uh, combination with Headspace. Mm-hmm. Um, now, Headspace is a... I guess I'll, I can, the only thing I can put Headspace as is a personal meditation. They do right. guided meditation. It's a guided meditation app. So they mindfulness partner. Mindfulness type stuff? Exactly. Okay. Um, mindfulness type stuff. So they mm-hmm. partnered with um, the Nike app, mm-hmm. and they did some guided runs. So yeah. I decided to try them out because I wanted to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Now, we, we talk about this all the time. Runners talk about it all the time. I, I don't use my phone right. anymore as my app. I have, you know, watch that I download onto. So mm-hmm. I don't know a whole lot of people right. that still use a phone. I do, Tommy. Thanks. <laughs> Not for, you don't use a phone to time your race. Oh, yeah. Your, yeah, exactly. You might listen to music, no. but you I don't. I use my watch. Okay, exactly. And if I don't have my watch, it's a whole problem. And we've talked about how Nike app is not that accurate. It's not. It's so, they have a you lot know, of glitches ex- exactly. Yeah. I've lost a couple of runs messing around with Nike. That's yeah. why I had to let them go. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I said I want to try it out just because they announced it, and I thought it was probably a pretty cool idea. Right. So they have, um, and let me pull them up here. So they have a total of one, two, three, hold on. One, one, two, three, four, five, six. So they have a total of six guided runs that are a combination of the app and uh, Headspace. So um, I decided to find the longest one. It was called the Mindful Miles. It was called Mindful Miles. Mm-hmm. It's 50 minutes long. Okay. And it was interesting. I, I actually, I thought it sounded like a podcast. 
personally. Mm. So, uh, and I apologize, I didn't catch the names of the people they had talking, but basically Sorry. they had one guy from Headspace, mm-hmm. they had a young lady that was a, a steeplechase runner that run in the Olympics, mm-hmm. um, and then another gentleman, which I did not catch what his credentials were. Right. Or why he had, was on there, mm-hmm. but he was a British dude. So anyway, and they just had him basically talking about running, but it wasn't just like a podcast and like they, he was just kind of interviewing them. Right. He was, as we went along in the route, like once you got to the middle, okay, guys, we were at the middle of the, the run now. Right. You know you're halfway done, but you still got halfway to refocus. go. Exactly. <laughs> refocus. Okay, and then he asked, okay, so you what do you this. do when you have to refocus? And they talked to him, right. and they kind of talk about it. Um, there was a little thing in there um, where they it was a little quote the guy said, and he was like, the fastest way to show improvement is to work on your weaknesses. Right. And it, it made, you know, it made complete sense. And actually, and I, honestly, I'd never heard that before. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, um, it was pretty cool because it made so much sense to me. I actually was thinking about it so hard that I missed like the next 15 minutes. <laughs> Of whatever they were talking about, because I was thinking about that quote, like that makes so much sense. It does. You know, if you go and get What's the part that. Girl, I ain't no uh, <laughs> No, let me see. Honestly, heels was my weakness. Uh, if we were going to be talking about running, heels was my weakness. Yeah. It, well, it is again since mm-hmm. I'm out of shape. But right. what I did was I went and worked on it, and working on heels made a huge difference in my confidence. In running because once I conquer exactly, you had a heel. You're like, I got this. I, I got this. Heels. Like, okay, I'm about to put all y'all in the dirt right let's now. Go. Let's go. Exactly. I was not a. I was not afraid to challenge people. Anything like that because mm-hmm. I had conquered my weakness. Right. So it definitely made a whole whole lot of sense. Mm-hmm. But anyway. But you know, it, it, like you said, refocus in the middle, and then at the end, okay, when you're at the end, you gotta you gotta finish. Da da da. da. Now, the first time I did it, it was for a, I was on a four mile run. This was a 50, 50 minute guided um guided you know uh run Mm -hmm. so i didn't hear the end of it i kind of finished and you know whatever right so when i did my peach tree route um which is six miles so it took longer and i and i read i decided to do a different one instead of doing the 50 minute one i just wanted to hear a different one so this time i did one that was called um end of run no wait a minute here we go running on empty okay and that's the one i decided to do now, what I did find out was, because I, I realized these are probably not the greatest things if you're marathon training. Right. Because it is... You're running it's a not, more yeah. miles than what, then they're, what they're... Because once they actually finish, cause, <laughs> so like the one that was 30 minutes, when the 30 minutes ended, that was it. Right. It stopped the timer. It stopped everything. And that's where I feel like the glitches of Nike are. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, so you got, it's got to be for someone who is going to... They know they're only going to run for 30 minutes. Right. You know, that sort of thing. It's not great for somebody who's going to have to run seven miles mm-hmm. because it's going to stop. Right. Um, you can do like I did. I use my watch to do my actual timing, and I just listen mm-hmm. to the thing. So if you just want to be able to hear it. Right. But it was definitely interesting. I definitely recommend people listen to it. I still am not a humongous fan of the Nike app because yeah. the Nike app was still off. It has the auto pause the on. So as soon as you stop moving, it would pause itself. And actually, it would cut off the cut off everything. Mm-hmm. And that's when I really wanted to listen. Like if I was stopped at a light, I was like, you okay, wanna, you could probably tune in. Exactly. Because right. I'm, I'm very much when I'm running, I'm very focused. Mm-hmm. I don't see people talk about you should go run on the coast. I was like, I would never see any of the coast. Right. If I ran on the really? coast, because I don't you just zone out. I don't. I yeah. And, and even when I'm listening to music, it becomes basically white noise. It's just right. something in the background for while I'm going. So that that's kind of how it was. But definitely recommend go to the Nike run app. Okay. 
Check it out. I might have to check it out and let y'all know how it is. Yeah, you should check it out. And, and and actually, they have a lot of guided runs on there. Mm-hmm. There's one for the Chicago Marathon mm-hmm. that they I have some kind that. of motivation. So I would recommend going listening to it and come back and telling the, the listeners yeah. all about it. Yeah, I probably would. I don't know. Because I know at the time that I was using the Nike app, they would say, you know, when you end it, it's like, Good job. You have completed. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay. Like, <laughs> so we'll see if they're, you know, they're supposed to be bringing you to more of a peaceful standpoint and being more mindful of the moment that you're in. It may be good. Well, and, and I, before I actually did it, just so I can get a, my head wrapped around this, this, this mindful meditation and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I did look some stuff up. This has nothing to do with running, but so I looked it up and it talked about how it was a study where workers, they had workers do mindful meditation, but they had, after they did it, their motivation had gone down because of the mindful meditation. They realized their jobs were crap. And they, I'm like, like they didn't you know want, what? I don't want to do this no more. As I, as I physically got myself together, I realized that I hate this job. This job is not for me. Right. Exactly. So I, I, I was hoping that that wouldn't happen to me on my run. Like, okay, I'm never going to win the Boston Marathon, so why do I keep running? Mm-hmm. So hopefully that, that wouldn't happen for me. Yes. But mindfulness is very important. I mean, I think that especially when you're on those runs, sometimes like where is your focus? Like what are the things that you think about? What do you think about on your long runs and on runs in general? Um... And, and it depends on how good a shape I'm in. So when I like right now, it's a drug. It's kind of drudgery when I'm right. running. It's very much I got to get to the end of this. Yeah. I'm thinking about I'm, I, I can't get my mind out of the actual running. running. Right. Another great point that they made about um, the running also is and Harold, I think it's going to bring this up actually mm-hmm. in his in, in his interview. But another great thing is they were saying, OK, so the run is hard, right? Yes. A lot of people tell you, even when it's a hard run, try to get to the sunshine. Like try to try to find think of happy thoughts. Right. Don't do that. They say don't do that. Mm-hmm. They say feel that pain. Because embrace it. Exactly. If you mm-hmm. embrace it and you get through it, mm-hmm. you know if this if you get if you feel this in a race, you know you'll be able to get through it. Right. That makes sense. So that's what they tell you to do. And I guess that's what I'm doing because I'm thinking about every step. Right. When, you know, at this point, I'm, I can't get out of it. I think I'm the same way with you. Like mm-hmm. when I'm in a better shape and I'm not dreading the run and I'm not mm-hmm. looking for, I'm not counting every minute, counting yeah, every exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when that's the space that I'm in when I say that I'm not focused. When I feel like I'm just thinking about only the run, the pain that just happened in my right knee, like random yeah. things that are happening. That's mm-hmm. when I'm not focused. I feel like I'm more focused when I'm really just kind of zoned out and thinking about other things. There's times where I'm making life decisions <laughs> <laughs> while I'm running and really just mind is not on the fact that I'm running I'm just going and you know really zoning out so it definitely depends it definitely depends on kind of how I'm feeling and where I am I like to just zone out versus focusing on the run because it it makes it harder for me yeah yeah zoning out is good because I'll do that I've 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 written books Mm -hmm. while you know what when I get home I'm gonna write all this down yes (laughs) I'll get home get in the shower going to bed (laughs) but you know what I mean you you get that and then sometimes I get that this is the last mile of this marathon I'm on the run. Yeah. That's how I'm thinking. This mm-hmm. is my last mile. How am I going to feel on that last mm-hmm. mile when I run that marathon? And honestly, that's not good because sometimes my pace gets too fast because I right. get to thinking, like, you know. go, 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 go. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But I, I'll think like that. And then all of a sudden, I think I thought of Shut Up Tommy, I'm sure, when I was on a run. That's yeah. how I thought of that podcast. Yeah. I thought about, you know, hey, I want to do a podcast with India. Cool. <laughs> Yeah, I thought about that on a run. So I come yes. up with some good ideas right. while I'm on a run as well. Definitely come up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think for me too. So this may be a little random, but 
sometimes I know on days that I'm really dreading a run. Sometimes I'll go and run on a busy street Mm -hmm. because I have this thing about like not stopping when people see me. So if you're on a busy street, you're obviously cars are passing you left and right and there's several people watching you, right? Like somebody's watching you and seeing that you're running. But if I run on a busy street because it's more people that see me, I won't stop and walk. I'll keep pushing. Oh, I know it's random. Okay, but I'll keep now I understand what you're so, saying. Like one one day this week, I literally went and ran on the neighborhood mm-hmm. uh, on the street by my house, which is super busy, and I pushed to the run, and it mm-hmm. felt good. But it was because All cars are out yeah. there, and I didn't want people to be like, "Look at her, her look Girl, at her thick self out there struggling." <laughs> she walking. Look at her. Yeah. She's struggling to try to get up day and I'm like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, I'm pushing it." Well, honestly, I have that with pretty girls. That's okay. a, I mean, like, I've, I I actually, I think it was recently I was running, uh-huh. and I knew I was getting ready to come up this hill, and I was like, okay, I'm getting ready to walk, and this girl <laughs> was coming the opposite direction. Like, no! Damn it. You can't let her see uh, <laughs> You straighten up everything. Straighten up. <laughs> Let's get that form going. <laughs> Not that I want to talk to her or anything like that, no, but no. you just can't be seen out like that. No, but I'm the same way. Even on trails, like when I go to the Silver Comic uh-huh. Trail, if I see people, I make sure, like, even if it's way down, mm. I'm like, I'm not stopping until I pass that person and they can't see me anymore. Like, I literally, <laughs> like, if they, if I see somebody, I'm going to go. Yeah. And it's not even just, like, not only is it embarrassment, but it's it's it's, it's a part of motivation. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I mean, that's kind of, you know, there was a time in my life I never thought that I would run, you know, every step of a race. Right. I always thought I would walk some parts mm-hmm. of a race. And... I think once I got into, you know, running longer distances, sometimes because you're running with other people, right. you don't want to walk. You right. want to try to stay, like if you get in a group, mm-hmm. you kind of want to kind of keep Stick running with, with them. Exactly. And you, I go as far as I can. When I know sometimes I want to start walking, right. I'll, you know, keep going because I'm like, okay, I'm with this group. I'm going to try to stay with this group. You know, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want to walk. So. Mm-hmm. so speaking of that, do you do pace groups when you race? Uh you know what? I did one for the um, Thanksgiving half one year. Okay. Mm-hmm. Problem was the pace group that I needed to use where I was in the corral, like I wasn't in the, they didn't have, okay. uh, you know, because I think there's maybe, I don't know, three or four waves for the ha- Thanksgiving half, yeah, I think. Something like that, yeah, something like that. not a bunch of waves. No, it's not. But I was in a wave behind them okay. for the 150 group. So I had to run up and get them. And, you know, had like, oh, why, why are you running so fast? Well, I'm trying to catch the group. Right. Why? Oh, you oh you trying to run you trying to run us. Okay. <laughs> Calm down. Okay. And you know waves don't go out. Yeah. Yeah. You the waves don't don't, you know, go they I think they're 2 minutes yeah. apart. Yeah, so yeah. I had to truly hump right. to See, catch up with them. Right. But I basically I ran with them for a while. Mm-hmm. But I just felt so much better. Okay. I kind of went ahead of them, but in the end, I actually finished with them. Okay. But I ended up running a 148 something okay, because I had started two minutes behind them. Yeah. Finishing with them got me a 148. Okay. But that was the one time that I actually truly was trying to stick with the pace group. I usually don't because different pace, it depends on the pacers. Right. Some people, they want to run the bam, bam, bam. Some people will run it slow in the first half and, and catch the second half. Exactly. You know, it just depends on how the yeah, pacers are playing. Up to it. Exactly. It yeah. depends on how the pacers do it. Some people go out fast and to save some stuff in the tank. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, it. but yeah. So, I mean, do you do you get with pace groups? No. I, I think I did that. What race was that? Was I in Indiana when I ran that half? Indiana half marathon? I want to say that I had the pace group in, in sight. Mm-hmm. But... 
I didn't focus on it because I'm not that runner. Unfortunately, I'm not even when it comes to like group runs. Yeah, I'm not that runner that if you're running faster than me, I'm just going to like make sure that I catch you. Yeah. Or if we're supposed to be running together and then you take off, like mm-hmm. it doesn't make me go faster. Yeah. Gotcha. If that makes sense. So yeah. Like, I'm just like, all right, girl, I'll see you at the end. <laughs> like I don't have that self-motivation and not maybe and or that super competitive spirit in me. Uh-huh. Um, so, and I mean, I, could be a flaw, whatever, but I just I just don't have that. So if there's a pace group that I'm trying to hang with and my body doesn't feel like I can hang, it's discouraging. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So for me, I'd rather do my own thing. I usually do wear a time band around my wrist mm-hmm. um, when I'm doing races or at least I know. So I know kind of where I should be in this particular place. Yeah. But yeah, pace groups doesn't. Yeah, and like and like I was saying, well, number and I'm I'm not a bam bam runner. I'm not gonna. There's no way I'm my miles. If you look at my pace miles, they're gonna be all over the place. I'm not able to run exactly the same pace every single mile Mm -hmm. through a race, and that's kind of what a lot of them try to do because most of them to be even. Yeah, they want it to be even, and that's just hard for me to do. Yes. Yeah, and and it takes it takes practice. Yeah, yeah. But even like for me, like, and this is something for years I've been trying to work on because I jet out the gate. Mm -hmm. Right. And I've gotten better about it. But, you know, even my friend Ayana, she would pick on me. She's like, you go too fast out the gate. And it's like, I'm excited. My adrenaline's going. My anxiety's (laughs) up. Like, I go. Yeah. And so my first two miles are amazing. And then I'm like, "Mm, (laughs) I die. Yes, I die. And so I'm trying to, even now, trying to do better with not jetting out the gate and conserving some energy. Mm -hmm. Um, Because the thing about it is, sometimes when I roam my friend Ayana, she's a runner that the first mile, she's literally chilling. Like, she is... Yeah, she's slow pacing it. As soon mm-hmm. as she hit, we ran a couple. We ran a couple days ago. As soon as she hit mile two, she took off. Yeah, and so I would love to get to that point, but for some reason, I don't do that. It's like not. my first couple miles, I'm feeling good, and then I, I my gear shift is what I call it. <laughs> Those gear shift <laughs> like, down. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so but. Eh, it is what it is. It is. Yeah, exactly. Everybody's different. Everybody's <laughs> mentality to how they run is different. I get it done. All right. So I got a question for sure. you. All right. So you remember the London Marathon? Mm-hmm. So there is a guy. It's a homeless gentleman. Okay. He found a bib 300 meters before the end of the race. He found it. Like, he found it. was just like, yeah, like I guess somebody, somebody thrown it off it. or somebody dropped it or whatever. Okay. Found a bib. Somebody picked it up. Ran across the finish line, and they gave him a medal. Mm. So they found out. The organizers, I guess, found out. He has been sentenced to 16 weeks in jail for picking up the race bib and running across the line and getting the medal. I think it's because he's homeless. Because I can't understand how you can't... I don't think it's that serious. It's really not. I mean, it's... it's hand, okay, if you really want the metal back, just hang, just ask just him for the metal. Just hand the metal back yeah. and keep it moving. Keep it moving. Because you didn't pay for it, I get it. It's not like he ran... It, he didn't... He didn't get all the experience. Exactly. exactly. It wasn't like a whole race band yeah. thing to where you just go, you just yeah. ran the whole thing, and then, and then you got a medal and you didn't pay for it. Like, exactly. He literally was like, oh, look at this. Yeah. <laughs> just, just hand I just did, I don't think it was worth 16 weeks in prison. Well, in you jail. just... Yeah, so I that's... I don't think that it was... I don't think that it was worth that. Well, of course, as in most things in the world, there's a huge overreaction to him picking up the bib and running across. Mm-hmm. And now there's a big splashback, I guess. Yeah. Because people are like, 
it's ridiculous that this homeless man is in jail mm-hmm. for 16 weeks. Right. I mean, okay, so I don't know how much they spend on the mail. Because I was trying to figure it out. I was thinking to myself, okay, so if, okay, what's, what's, um, felony is, is if you steal something over $500. Right. How much does a London marathon cost to get into? Uh, was it like 200 or something like that? Somewhere around there. Yeah. So it's not, well, at least in the United States. Right. That would not be a felony. No. I mean, I guess, I, I, and now, fortunately, as a young black man, I was mm-hmm. never, you know, incarcerated. I didn't, I never went through this and had to, you know, get put into the system or anything like that. So I don't know what 16 weeks is in the scheme of things. Right. But I, I just can't see it being worth, you know. I don't think it's that Yeah, serious. get the metal back from him. Call it. Hey, yeah. thanks, man. Give him a ticket or something. Exactly. Like, if you exactly. really think he's that serious, like, give him a ticket. I mean, he well, probably won't be able to. You know. That's what I was thinking about, too. But, you know, like, if you urinate outside, yeah. cops can give you a ticket they or can. they can take you to jail. They can. So. So, I guess it just depends. I don't think mm-hmm. he was that serious. And, I mean, it's all, and for some runners, they may think take it serious because mm-hmm. this is a race or whatever. But he didn't run the whole dog on race. Exactly. He didn't go that far. And, I mean, I just think sometimes we just really... Like you said, like go into overkill about things that are really not. Yeah, that so it's really not that and serious. Things that should be serious, we don't get serious about. And exactly. it's like, come on, it's exactly. like it's really not that serious. And who's to say? I mean, his time in jail, like that's another record. Like it's so much more to that. But it's like, come on now. Yeah, he wasn't black, so I was happy about that. Anyway. <laughs> I know it's so wrong. It is so wrong. But, but you know, we, we always like that. Because, you know, when you ever hear something on the news, and you and the first thing you think of, oh, Jesus, please don't let well, me Well, did play. he do anything? Like, did he get aggressive or anything? Well, I mean, like, I, I guess I could have studied the article. I, I, You know, I ain't going to lie. I'm, I'm straight um, um, reading headlines and, okay. and keeping it moving. Right. You know, I am i don't read as much as I should. Right. But anyway, yeah, but basically, he they, they say he has done nothing wrong. And they should let him go, but that's where they are right now. But mm-hmm. I think he's he's already in jail, so I mean, you know, if you're already you already in there, did what you had to do with him. All right, come on now. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's what they're saying. I'm trying to see if they say anything about it. Very interesting. Yeah, it was it was definitely. I just wanted to see, you know, what your thoughts were no. were on it. But now, yes, we get ready to talk to our man. Good old Harold. Harold Allen, Allen out of Bainbridge, Georgia. Yes, y'all, you do not want to miss this. It's it's amazing just yes. to hear his story. Just so. to hear his story. So mm-hmm. he's going to come up right now. So this week on The Run Duo, we have Harold Allen. Yes. I'm going to call him Superman. Superman. I'm going to call him Superman because <laughs> uh, Harold went out and ran um, 31 marathons or 31 in 31 days. Can you repeat that again? 31 marathons 31. in 31 days. Yes. In the month of May. Am I right with that, Harold? Yes, sir. Correct. All right. Well, how are you doing today? First and foremost, I want to give an honor to the most high to God, you know. And if it weren't for him blessing me, I, I wouldn't be able to do what I do. I'm doing great today. I, I feel good, you know. I, I, you know, and just I can't I, I can't feel no more better than what I feel. You know, I just got to be thankful. And just I, I look at last month, I haven't had time to look over no footage and, um, no newspaper um, blog printed up because I don't have time to look back over that kind of stuff yet. I, I keep some of the newspaper articles. I keep all the stuff on my Facebook page, but I feel like in the time right now, I just gotta, I gotta do something. I got, I'm gonna gotta go to my next event, you know, because that, that's me, you know. I hear you. I hear yes. you. Hey, Life Earl. takes over, right? But that's okay. You're still doing big, and people are recognizing you. That's right. And and, and not only that, take away from this area is that like you can't take away from what you've done, like. I ran 812.2 miles last month, 31 marathons, 31 days 
but I can't take that to my next event, you know. Mm-hmm. That training and that was just for that, you know. Now I got to prepare and get ready for the next big goal up past, you know, the big, the next big thing, next big event. Okay. Well, now, Harold, we want to start off with, so everybody kind of knows a little bit about, about you before we get into get into the uh, the month of May for you. Um, tell us a little bit about okay. how you got into running. Were you, a, you know, a superstar runner, or how, 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 what got you into running in the first place? <laughs> well, what got me into running was, like, I, I never did, you know, I'm a, I'm a pretty good-sized guy. I mean, like, I'm 6'2", 215 pounds. I can, like, dunk a basketball goal. I can play football, play any kind of sports, but... What really got me into running was I always knew I could run fast, but it really actually helped for me when I read the Taco Bell. I read the Taco Bell. I read the Taco Bell for seven years. We had, and I used to see this cross country team. They used to like run run across Taco Bell every Saturday morning. I think they were doing like their long run or whatever. And there was a guy named Greg Waddell, and um, and I just hollered out to him at the time. I didn't know who he was, you know. And I was like, you know, hey, baby, Rollins, can I run with you guys, you know? And that's just how that all became. And then I had another guy, um, his name is, my name's Chip Nix. And he came there because his son ran cross country named Kobe Nix. And I remember him because Kobe, my first half marathon, he beat me. And he was a young kid at the time. He was 14 years old. He beat me in a half, that was my first half marathon, but I, let me take this back. Now, I had him beat him in the first couple, two miles, but he learned how to pace himself at an early young age. But, you know how you feel like somebody to beat you and that that that, that person needs to beat me. I ain't going to let that person beat me. I don't care what it is. That person that do not both be able to beat me. So when his dad came back and told me, like, hey, man, Harris, you still running? And I was still working to talk about it. You know how to talk about restaurant. Well, y'all probably ate tacos before in your life. I don't know. You know, I was I was at Taco Bell. I was a Taco Bell worker, you know. And um, he came up one day. He ordered food for his son and, and I recognize his son. His son, now his son is like 21 years old. And, and to note that his son don't even run no more, you know? Oh, really? But, yeah, his son don't even run no more. But anyway, his son beat me in that half marathon. And I was, I mean, I was like, man, how can this young kid beat me in this, you know? But I didn't know that was my first half marathon at the time, you know? Right. But we were reunited. And um, I met him back up and I helped with it, um, the cross country team and, that's how I really all got started, but I had around with the running. So you didn't really run um, when you were younger. You didn't start running until you got older. So I got older. I started running when I turned 30. I turned 31 years old. That's when I started running. Okay. I turned 31. Wow. And and now look yeah. at you. So you were saying you didn't wear, you didn't play high school sports at all? At all. And I could, and I mean, I can get out there and not I can. I feel like where I feel, you know, and I and and don't 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 I don't want people to think this as bragging or anything, but I can dunk a basketball goal. I can um, play football, baseball, and a sport of years, but I just never had opportunity because where I'm from. So you got to do what you got to do where you at. You know, people always see me all the time, like, and, and, and it's really crazy to them, like, you can't run that far, you know, because mm-hmm. my size and, you know, and not, not take away from my hair almost three feet long too so oh, okay. like then look at my hair like oh no he cannot run at all you know so it's this it's, it's all just making people out of non-believers turn them into believers that's right and harold share with us where you're from so that um, the viewers can out on can know well i'm from baymouth georgia you know a small town baymouth georgia mm-hmm. you know um the the only guy from baymouth that ever run 100 miles and um i'm an ostrich 
this and one guy. Uh, I run by myself, train by myself. And a lot of people out here first thought I was crazy, but then they seen what I was doing and all the um, publicity that I'm getting out because it just, I think, I just, I can't give up. I can't, I can't stop, you know? Right. And that's a good trait to have. Really, really good trait to have. Thank Now, Harold. Thanks they, so much. I, I, and yes, definitely. You have a, a great trait in not giving up. And, and now, just kind of your background, um, I know you spent some time in, in, uh, in prison. Did that affect you in any way that kind of pushed you toward where you can run all these marathons back-to-back or, you know, run these ultra uh, races? Did, did that, having to be in that situation, make you a tougher person? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. That, that was, a, that was a, um, a, key, a key factor, you know, um, because, yeah. And, and you know what? And, and the most beautiful thing about it all is, yeah, I went to prison, but let's back back before the prison terms, you know. Mm-hmm. When I was two years old, I fell out of the car going 65 miles per hour. And that's why I want to let people know because my editor, my local newspaper named Paul Carr, but he ain't mentioned that when I told him the story. And I know how it is when you, when you edit it for newspaper, you only get a certain selection of stuff you got to put in the paper. Exactly. But I right. told him the whole story. I, told, I fell out of the car at two years old. So I got a permanent, like they say brain damage at the age of two years old. So I got a scar. Yeah, my hair might be longer now, whatever, but you can look inside my head. I got a scar on my right side of my head from, you know, from the, from the beginning of my forehead all the way to the back. Then when I was, when I was 12 years old, I ran over by a Ford Explorer truck going 85 miles per hour. So I was adolescent, you know, from, from Bainbridge, Bay County, all the way to Tallahassee. They had to adolescent me. So, that, so that's a lot more story that people don't even know about in, in that. Now when it comes to prison, then when I got hit, when I got hit by the, the, the you know, when I got hit from the age of 12 in 1993, people kind of, like, they was kind of being like real soft on me. You know, like, oh, he been ran over, oh, this. So they gave me automatic with the mindset that I don't have, but what, what transformed me is I lived that life for a little while. Then I got sent to prison for a crime I didn't commit, but I became a man behind the prison walls, so I already knew I had to establish myself. Because in there, ain't nobody going to pamper you. You got to know how to man up now. Right. So it ain't no pampering no more. So so that was the big thing about it. And like I said, I'm back here in Bainbridge. You know, that was why I got sentenced for my 10 years. And I always looked at it. I'm like, man, I didn't commit that crime. And it was like crazy because, you know, when you're somewhere, you know you've done nothing that you did. Mm-hmm. And that, and let me let, let me let me know this here too. When I was seventeen and I got locked, that was my first time I ever been locked up. Mm-hmm. I was talking about no sight in jail, none of that. So it was the first time he ever been incarcerated. So and I did I did the whole ten years I did, I did ten years in prison. So you can imagine that was the little boy becoming a man. Rick up here. But you get through prison, you get through those ten years, it, it, like you said, you went in as a as a boy, came out as a man. Um Yes, sir. And you kind of told us how you got into running. Now, working at Taco Bell, working with the uh, cross-country team, yeah, that got you into running. But just running doesn't get you running 31 marathons in a row. So right. <laughs> what, what got you into going from just running, you know, running half marathons, to running ultras like you do? What, what got you to that next level? Well, it was – and I, and I, and I made sure I want to make sure this guy's name um, be mentioned in the interview. Yeah, Mark, his name is Mark Tombrick, and I'll make sure his name be mentioned. Um, he's from Tallahassee, and um, he told me straight up, he's like, Harold, ain't nobody doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, you're a black guy, you got muscles, you got long hair, 
this this is this unheard of. It's unreal, you know. So he was like, man, I I, I want you to come down to this 50 mile race, and it was the 50 mile race at the time. You know, I work at Bangs Memorial Hospital, and when you talk, I told you I work at Bangs Memorial Hospital. Mm-hmm. At the time, I worked in the kitchen, and so that's why I went. Well, after I left Taco Bell to the Bangs Memorial Hospital in, in the kitchen, and he was like, come to the 50 mile race, and I went down there, man. I mean, I was tired, man. I had got to work like Friday night, like 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. It had to be the walk College Springs from Bangs like six miles drive. And I went down there and um, showed up at a race. I was almost late. And Mark paid for my race. Mm. And I went down there and I did my thing, man. And it, it was just something just lit that fire for me. And then I, like, I feel like I was at home. You know, it was 50 miles. And, man, I did that 50 miles. It was like it was just a new world. It was like a new, like, it was something that it was spurring up in me. Like, like man, I can do this, man. I can, I can do this, you know. Right. So, so during those 50 that, miles, that, like, did you have, like, gear or, like, things with you? Like, because it sounded like you were kind of just kind of thrown into I didn't it. Have, <laughs> 50 miles listen, is not a, anything to play with. <laughs> listen, I didn't have nothing. I didn't have uh, – it, it's crazy because I didn't have anything. Because because the, the people that designed the way, they some of the friends we on Facebook now. And, you know, you come to see a, a guy like – if you probably see me, like, this guy can't run that for. Mm-hmm. People go to dial you, and that'll be something that can drive you, go even more harder. So mm-hmm. then as everything going on and other people go dropping out, and they see you still going strong, and be like, dang, they'll start believing you. Like, dang, you really finna do it. You know, like, you know, so that's how I, I didn't have anything. All, all the odds were stacked against me, period. All the odds were stacked. So after I got through the race, I had to get back in my car and drive like six miles back to Bainbridge. And I'm going to tell you, as I got home to Bainbridge, I was like, man, I'm not going to drive like that anymore. I was stuck. I ain't got the car like about an hour and a half, two hours. I was stuck in the car. <laughs> but, I can only imagine. I, yeah, but I, and, and another thing to note that, that I don't want to make sure that everybody know that. They know I do 100-mile races and all that. If, if I start a 100-mile race on Saturday, I get finished on Sunday, and I go back to work on Monday. I don't have no extra time off for my job. Right. Period. Wow. I have, and, and 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 it's kind of strange to me because at first when I did my first hundred mile race, now I work in the service department down in Notre Dame Memorial Hospital, the same place. When I did my first one like that, when I came to work, I was hurting real bad. Mm-hmm. So my mind and my body didn't know how to like interact with all that stuff. Right. But now it's like my body is automatically saying, "You got to work. You got to pay light bills. You got to pay rent." You you gotta work. You know this this you no know, this really like a hobby, but there's something that can inspire you to move up even more further. But the light bill is gotta it's due. You gotta pay it. Yes. You know rent <laughs> due. You gotta pay it. So don't even get into your feelings. I'm like I'm so I'm oh I'm hurt. No, you gotta go to work, buddy. Five o'clock in the morning. That next morning you gotta back up until the hospital is ready to hit that clock. Right. That's it. Well, you know what's interesting, Harold, is that that's something that I love about running is the fact that you don't really need much, much of anything. You literally can put on some T-shirts, some shorts, some no. whatever pants, and some sneakers, and you can hit the road. You don't need all the extra stuff. We add that stuff these days sometimes. For Some people do. But we don't need that. You don't need it, and that's the beauty of running, just going out and enjoying Correct. it and embracing the moment. So that's awesome. Actually, I know I ride with, I ride my running shoes and, mm-hmm. and I keep my running shorts on. So yep. when I want to bust out for a twenty, well, let, let, let's take that. Whenever I want to bust out for a five, ten, twenty, thirty, forty, fifty mile run, I just get out and go to running. You just I go. Just, I just run free. <laughs> <laughs> just go. And I don't um, need no 
and Harold hadn't really said he like he works at the hospital, he works uh-huh. in the surgical. Um, but Harold does. I used to do the same thing. He okay. he uh, transports patients. Mm. You on your legs all day. all day. Yes. So to to be able all to day. go back to work on Monday after running a hundred miler, right? You know, uh, but I gotta I gotta tip my cap to that one. Exactly. It, it's tough. That's why I said I had one of my friends from Miami call me yesterday. He was talking like he's you know you know do his thing down there, and I was like told me he been training up good and everything. Like man, one of my main things is I know I I'm a solo. I'm the only guy from Bainbridge that run 100 miles. I'm a, you know, I, I love training on tired legs. You know, that's that's my mental game. That's my mental focus. When I'm tired, when I feel like I'm my tiredest, that's when I want to run my fullest. I want to run my hardest because I want my body, I want my mind to know that when it's time to go, it's time to go, period. There ain't no excuses. It is time to go. It's time to lay it down. Mm-hmm. That's now, it. Now, Harold, how many 100-mile races have you done so far? Well, I done four in my first year of doing hundred miles. I done four one hundred mile races in my first year done hundred mile races. I- wow. That that's yes. uh that's serious. Uh 'cause you've like okay, so back me up again. How many years have you actually been running? I've been running now um five years. September will make six years. Wow. And you've already done some hundred miles. That's 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 incredible. So I'm, yeah. I'm really, really I, I run I, I run my first marathon in um February uh, Tallahassee Marathon, February 2015. It was four hours and 39 minutes. Ooh. I came back. I came back um, the next year with training with the cross country team, training with my coach Greg Waddell, and I came back to Jacksonville January. The next year fall, I ran a 324. So wow. that was like an hour and yeah. I don't know, 16 minute PR or whatever. That, that's that's wonderful. I don't want to hear about it though. I'm struggling. <laughs> right? I'm struggling to get get 355. You running? You like? You know what? I'm gonna go ahead and run this 320 something. Listen, that's okay. Y'all at home. Yeah. The time I'm halfway there, so it's okay. And, that's right. And, and 2016 was a big year for me, but you know, like I said, the end of 2015, December, I ran my first 50 mile race. Mm-hmm. When I went to visual off the ultras, my mind is totally switched up you know and i came back when i was training for my first ultra 100 mile race i ran the sneaker marathon I, my, that was my um, pr like 317 so i was ready to go i, I think literally i could have got the marathon time probably down to a sub three hours if i really would have focused on it i could have easily broke the three hour barrel but i just it was a hard calling for my name because anybody i feel like if you can run eight miles you can run 13 miles i feel like if you can run 15 miles, you can run 26 miles. Mm-hmm. So it was just a hard calling on my name right. to saying that, you know, I, I want to leave something bigger than that behind because anybody's going to wake up and say they didn't run a marathon. Let's see if they could do a 31 days in a row. Let's see if they could do a Harold Allen, they had a full-time job. You know, four, four kids, four girls, let's see, you know, can you run, go out there and do them 100-mile races, you know? So it's a hard calling. I feel like it's a hard calling on my name, so. That's what it's all about for me, and that's what it's going to feel to be about because I want to be remembered in, in, in this time that I'm living in. Man, you will be. You definitely that's will awesome. be. So you kind of segued perfect for me when you started talking about them 31 um, marathons in 31 days. So first thing is, tell me when. When did it hit your head that you said, you know what I'm going to do? This next month, I'm going to run 31 marathons in 31 days. And then I want you to tell me, how hard your wife hit you when you told her right. that you were planning on doing this? Listen, you 
taking hours out of the day. <laughs> so, yeah, first, tell, tell, us, tell us when it, it hit you that you wanted to do this. Well, um, first and foremost, like, I got a buddy of mine. Um, he, he's from Oklahoma, you know. And um, he, he came with the thing, and he did, he did his in, in January. So, you know, Oklahoma, January, real cold, you know. What I, what, and my first, my first, my first way of tackling it was like, I really want to do he, what he done, and um, uh, his name is Walton. So anyway, let's let's move on, folks. But what he was doing, he was doing split. Plus, he was using the treadmill. So when I got to some guys, um, and Greg Waddell, my coach, and you know, like I called my coach because he's a mentor of mine, and he live in Athens, Georgia, about three hundred miles away from Maine right now. But anyway. He was telling me, like, Harold, you can't do you can't do that like that. You can't have split. See, Walt, what he did, he didn't enjoy but he was having split. Well, he'll run, like, 13 miles in the morning. Oh, then he'll go, like, run okay. 13. Plus, then he'll run, he'll run a marathon on a treadmill. Coach was like, hey, Harold, that would not count at all. Because, like, an is he like, Harold, that ain't going to count. So, it, 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 so, I was like, I got to do something. You know, and plus... Then from that, I knew I had to do something from where I'm from because Bainbridge is so small. Mm-hmm. And when I was thinking about attacking it, I was looking like, what what can I do? And not only that, I was looking like I needed some time, some daylight, some daylight saving hours time because, you know, if I would have chose, some people say, why do you choose February, 28 days in a month and all this stuff? So I needed a little time for my job because I know where I work, you know, it calls on from Monday through Friday, work 6-3. So I needed some little daylight saver. I was to give me some time to get adjusted with my family, then I could take off. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay. I chose May. And it, by that time, I didn't know May was mental health awareness month. And when I laid the format down there and I talked to my coach, he was like, Harold, you can't do that. You can't run no, um, 10 miles before you go to work and you run 16 miles after it. That's not a marathon. Because they don't give you time when you're in a marathon race to run 12 miles. Tell them, hey, I'll be back. Y'all keep the top clock running. I wish running. they did. I know I wish they did, but it don't work like that. <laughs> that sounds like a so, good marathon. It ain't going to work like that. Like, so he was like, straight up, it's not going to work like that. So what I done was, I, I was just, and I'm going to tell you, man, I, I, was, I was getting scared out my, I was getting scared out my spots when it came close to the race. I was getting, I was getting totally scared because, I was like, man, I gotta start. I gotta manage. Ain't no twenty four hours a day. I gotta manage this time, my family time. Mm-hmm. Oh man, but I trust to believe in myself. I was like, I got this. You know, I got this. You know, and um, and that and that and that's how it all happened, man. I mean, and now with my with my fiance, with my wife, mm-hmm. oh, we argue every day. We just got finished arguing before I got on the phone with you. <laughs> you know, because not only that. You know, I just had a little girl born. Shoot, my my my, my youngest um, baby was just two weeks old before I started the journey. Right, I and if you look back on my Facebook yeah. page, yeah, I got I got four girls. So, daddy got to be daddy, is, you know, father at the same time. You know, so it was it was just a lot of it was a lot of chaos. And like I said, a lot of people like I was working on my job, and then I think it was on marathon number five. Oh man, I had just got work. I was running. I had got by the mile 15. I was running. I see my car come up, flying, boom. And guess who it is? It's my fiance, my wife. Get in the car. Get in the car right now. I was in the car. I was so driven. And see, I think that's what had took, took over to the point that I knew I was driven 
And I knew for the cause I was doing this for, I had to do this. Mm-hmm. And I and I told straight up, I said, look, you can be mad at me, and you can even run that car in the trees or the ditch. I don't care what you do with it. I talked to you after 26.2. Oh and God. we will talk after that. And I can, you know, they're getting tired of get sure that situated. Lord. No, I, I was ready for her. I'm, that's one thing I made sure that she was always secure. Like, and and and, and that was the um, great part about it because, like I said, my coach them, they provided me with a lot of stuff like the Garmin watch. That's why I was able to post my runs. And if you go back over my page, you'll see like the areas I run on Garmin Connect. I made sure every day because people ain't finna get all into that stuff saying that you just ran a marathon. So. I had my every I ran it every day. I had it all. It's all documentation. It's all. It's all on my Facebook page. Right. Yeah. And um, yeah, you just can't tell people I ran a marathon that hey, I ran a marathon day. They ain't gonna go for that, you know. But moving forward, no, nah, I was just she knew that, you know. And, and this is something I love. I love running. I love lifting weight. And I, I and I and I had. I mean, I went through a lot of stuff. People don't even know, like medical wise, like and I, I really don't. Don't really want to expose too much of that to somebody. Want to really want to come up and just you know just sit down and really really get on a personal level with me because I had to, I had to do a lot you know mm-hmm. had to do a lot yeah it was it was really a lot of stuff I had to endure man and and, and I can get down really personal with that because you you, you have to prepare yourself and stuff like that man and I, I ain't even had time to really go back over what I done last month man really tell you the truth man so through those. 31 days, marathons every day. What really was going through your mind each day? Like, what exactly uh, were you thinking? Like, what do you usually think about on your run? But more specifically, these 31 days, like, I'm sure it was tough. Like, I can only imagine, especially the the recovery time and all of those things. Like, your body gets, you know, well, it starts to break down. But what's on your mind while you're running? And kind of what are, what have you what do you think about? Yeah. Well, when I first, when I, like, I, I, I want to make my day go smooth, but I mean, you dealing with a two week old baby, <laughs> you got to sleep at night. You going back to work on like one hour of sleep. If something like you don't even sleep at all, you know, you still rocking. And what was going through my mind was like, I knew I can do it. I can do the distance. I just want to start out with an easy pace, then work my way into it. You know, I had got some of the, the local um, convenience stores. They had them got pretty much used to me, and they, you know, cause they was following my, you know, stories, so I can run and I keep my, and I keep my water bottle on me, cause I can, I can hold a water bottle for 100 miles in my hand, so mm-hmm. I don't, like I tell guys, I don't need no weight vest or none of that stuff, so they pretty much was Harold Allen starting off working on their pace, and then when I get to a certain, when I get to a certain amount of mileage, every rock that I got, I make sure I make my rock extend longer, so, and. And it's just, it just freedom for me. It's just, it just running free, you know. And if I can get my my fiance, my wife, settled, I'm, I'm so no good. You, know, I, <laughs> you get her settled, you're good to go for right. the rest of the run. <laughs> yeah, I'm good to go, man. Because, I mean, it's crazy, man, because a lot of people say, you know, it, it, it's a lot of calories. Now, I think I burnt, like, I don't know, 200,000 calories in a month of me. I don't know. It's, it's on there, you know. I mean, it, it was crazy. Yeah. And some of them days... I, I wouldn't, I ain't had no, nobody preparing my meals. I ain't had no special massage specialist or somebody who was coming to run out there. I, I ran like, uh, literally ran like 785 miles. That is so mm. And a lot of people ask me like, um, man, well, how you do? I said, man, cause me and myself got a great relationship. 
I just I just got a mental game. My mental game is strong like that. I can go out and just I mean, cause I know I need that. You know, this this is this 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 is what I need. So, right. so I mean, you... it's just, it's kind of crazy. And now that I'm doing that, I, I got um I, I arrive back over some of my same rocks, and I try to re- re- reminisce a little bit, like you know, and taking my kids back down. They don't even know what I'm doing. I'm just riding back over some of the long rocks that I used to run, and that's kind of crazy to me, cause. You know, they don't, you know, I always tell them what I'm doing, but sometimes, like, you know, your dad came out here, whatever, whatever, you know, so. Right, that's awesome. <laughs> it's crazy, man. So when you found out that it was Mental Health Month um, for the month of May that you were doing, setting out to do this, I guess, you uh, adventure, <laughs> this challenge to make these yeah. goals, did you have a connection um, with the fact that it was Mental Health Month? I did. I got a, I got, I got a real connection with that, you know, because um, it's so much mental health. Like in the world today, but not including that, it is mental health of my family. Even some of the issues that I have, I'm not perfect, you know. I'm, that's that's why if you read some of the you know stuff that I put on there, you know, I'm, I'm not a perfect I'm not a perfect person. Mm-hmm. And being I'm from a smaller area that I'm from, a lot of people they want they want the publicity. I mean, they want the attention, they want the publicity, they want to be this and that. And that's 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 that to me that's the issue. You know, not even including the fact that from um, what we got going on, even more down here in the low poverty areas where people can't afford the counseling. Yeah. So that's when it got more to me like, hey, I got to do something. And not only that, what I'm going to do is for the people that need the counseling, they ain't going to support me because what are they going to think? He's just crazy. Mm-hmm. And the first time when I was doing this, and it, it, I'm serious, they had um like, uh, probably look at my Facebook page, I had all the news people, people that they was in my yard. There was a corner running and all this stuff. Some of my neighbors and all this stuff I heard, they didn't even know. They didn't even know what was going on. They didn't even know what was taking place, but they, they knew they can recall, and that's what they could forever recall me running down here every day in the month of May. <laughs> like, who is, you, who, who is he? He's still running. He ain't going to stop, you know? Well, you it was crazy. Me. And then, like, like, I don't want to cut you off real fast. But like I want to clarify this too, too, cause I like the, this is how I like to kiss a lot of people. They don't holler about Forrest Gump. I'm not Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump they never have the job. He didn't have no kids to the end of that movie. Mm-hmm. So it's not a movie. This is reality for him. That's and he didn't run with three foot long hair on his head too. Right. That's weight, isn't so, it, Harold? And, <laughs> and, and, and let me let me let me let me get into that. While my hair is so long too, cause it was certain nights down here I can recall about three or four nights, cause my hair is it was almost three feet long, probably three feet long anyway. Rain, you know, it's raining on my hair. I got dreadlocks. Right. So the weight of that hair is steady, instead of tugging, you know, I'm looking to my lightning flying and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I just knew I was on a mission. And like I tell a lot of people, that is not motivation. Cause you could be motivated right now, and you could be uh, hours, hours not. You're unmotivated. Right. You gotta be driven. You gotta have a drive. You gotta have a passion. So throw the motivation out the window. Throw throw out the window. You gotta have a drive. You gotta be driven. That's that's it. Period. Right. Well, I definitely give you much respect for that and recognition of the the concerns of mental health. I work in the mental health field, and it is very very important. To okay be able to yeah. have that drive Amen. as well as understanding that there are a lot of people that are unfortunate 
and un, are unable to get the services that may be needed. But, you know, I know that I don't know if you know, but a lot of people use and that you hear the saying running is my therapy. A lot of people use that time as a time to reflect on their days, as a time to reflect on their life and what needs to be done and just kind of releasing. Because a lot of times we run and we just can't. You feel uh-huh. like you said you feel free. So that's awesome that, you you know, you use that and out of respect through your family and people that you have in your smaller town. Um, you understand that there's people that are unable to receive those services, but you're doing whatever you need to do to get out there and having that mental drive and push to keep going. So that's awesome. Yeah, Harold. And I just want to say amen and tip my my cap to you uh, for for the month of May, not yes. just for, you know, doing 31 marathons in a row, which is incredible, but for what you did it for. So um, or what you were trying to bring awareness to mm-hmm. um, is a great thing. Like you said, you're from a small town in Georgia. Who, who knew a guy, a small-town guy in Georgia is going to be running, you know, 31 miles uh, – I mean, sorry, running 31 marathons in a row in the month of May. I'm sure nobody in Bainbridge uh, woke up the first day of May thinking that was going to happen. So, once again, I, I want to congratulate yes, I you. I anyone up here in Atlanta um, okay. <laughs> Yeah, there's nobody in the big city doing that no, either. No, we have people that's doing run streaks. Like, they're <laughs> exactly. running, you know, three, you know yeah. a lot of days, but they're not doing – they're not putting down 26.2. Now, so. Harold, what, what's next for you? What what you got on the uh, the table for your next um, ultra? Well, we're coming out next month, July 28th. Um, it's going to be very special. Um I've been to Georgia. The first ultra run in uh, my home state. It's gonna be a thirty-hour run. Harold, I'm running for thirty hours straight. You know, I got, I got, I got goals. I just only hit, um, hit, hit, hit hundred fifty mile mark at twenty hours. Then like o- overall, like do do like hundred fifty mile for, for my next month race. Okay, I got you. That's great. Now, Harold, I know, um, now you were introduced to us by Tess, um, who, um, uh, so I know who you know who she is. Now, has she, did she tell yeah. you about the race? Oh, uh, yes, yes, yes. I'm glad you, I'm glad, um, I'm glad you just, um, uh, just run that to my attention because I was wondering what you going to bring that up. <laughs> yeah, she told me about that, and I had a chance to look up on Facebook page. And I also want to notice, um, to note, on this year, I got people that's up in Atlanta, you know, and I was, when we was talking, as a matter of fact, I was me and you talking too, right? Yeah. I think I'll tell you, and I told them in Atlanta from 1996. Time for you to come back. <laughs> I so know that's right. We want you to ah. come up. We want you to come up when the race is, when it, when they do the race. The half, I know a half marathon is just a jog for you. Right. But <laughs> come up, do the race with us so we can meet you and hang out with us a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool, man. I, I I'm I'm anticipating on that man because that's what I got to do you know because I I tell people like this a lot of time I don't know if you're gonna put this on Aaron but this is what it is for me if Aaron Allen got a gift that he can help the whole world why not My you know why why not why not let him help the whole world out mm-hmm. you know because if I can get my people because I'm telling you stuff you know this is just me I go anywhere I run anywhere I don't I, I don't feel at all you know I don't I don't I, People, people. I mean, I run everywhere around here. I run everywhere. 812.2 miles, maybe whatever. Oh, I can go anywhere I run because I feel free. Mm-hmm. You know, so if if I got a gift, if, if that gift can be used to help people in the community around, around the world, why not use that to help people? Everybody yeah. needs help and fitness. Bless you don't got to do that, that, that. Amen. Yeah. But now I thank social media for giving me this outlet. I love the hospitals, don't get me wrong, but you can put this on Aaron on the, on, on the site. If that's a great opportunity to come, 
hey, I got I to gotta go help people around the world. You can edit it. You can put it up there. I mean, they can listen to it because I got the gift. And, and, and this gift can be used to help people around the whole globe. Why Why are you going to keep that special talent just hidden right there in Bain? Right. I live 20 miles down the road, man. Cairo, George, man, home to Jackie Robinson. You know, I, I mentioned this to you earlier, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, use that gift to help the whole world out. You know what I'm saying? Right. Everybody needs this. We all need this. And if anything, showing your dedication and inspiration to, is an inspiration to people. I think yeah. that's awesome. You know, yeah. when you're in that rut, yeah. understanding even for people that, you know, do run or just sitting on the couch and would like to run. I think just hearing your story of the drive that you have, the the mental strength that you have, the physical strength that you have, and just overcoming, like you mentioned, you know, some unfortunate circumstances, but you're doing it. And that's all that matters. And you're really, really enjoying it. And you're putting it out there. So inspiring others just from your story is what you're doing on a day-to-day basis. Amen. Amen. And, and not only that, I'm trying to make pathway for the rest of the people come behind me. Not just black people, white people, Spanish people, Puerto Rican. It don't matter. I just, you know, give 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 us a chance. Right. It ain't no just one culture of people. It's, it's all cultures. You know, give us a chance. Like I said, I go to all communities. I don't run wherever, they, wherever the, the pavement lead me to go, I go. I don't care. I don't even run in spirit. I run, you know, when they see me, who is he? What, what, you know, what, what is he doing? You know, it, it, it even have kids. They, you know, it, it automatically hit, you know, hit their mind like, oh, what, what, you know, come on, let's do it. Exactly. Lead so, by example, I mean, Harold, for sure. Yeah. Lead by example. Yeah. Yeah, that's Absolutely. right. Hey, Amen. Hey, Amen. Now, Harold, I enjoyed y'all's day, man. Oh, man. So, we really awesome. enjoyed you. Of course. Now, um, <laughs> before we wrap it up, though, Harold, I want to um, just see if anybody, since you kind of kind of got, got thrown into ultras, kind of if anybody wanted to get into running ultras, now I'm not going to say if anybody wanted to get into running 31 marathons in a row, but if somebody wanted to get into <laughs> running ultra marathons, what advice would you give them? Um, My best advice to give them this. Just believe in itself, man. Trust in God, man. Keep the faith. Let, let them know that. Let them know that ain't nothing in life come come easy. Um, nothing in great in life come easy. You know, ain't no easy way out of life. You know, you. I, I got friends, and I I'm I'm, I'm I'm add this on with the great advice. I got friends of mine I know that they have tried the hundred mile distance seven eight times. They never conquer it. Mm-hmm. You know, they 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 just gotta know that if you want that. Cause I'm, I'm gonna let me real state this too. Cause it's anything further than a marathon is an ultra. So mm-hmm. 31.0, That's the uh, that's the ultra. Mm-hmm. But I want I want to I want to rephrase this to the hundred mile people. So when you um, cause I got some of my friends on Facebook, they trying to build up to hundred miles. Let them know that when you get into that hundred miles, it's another world out there. That's four marathons in one event. And if you go on the, to the mindset of Harold Allen, and I had another friend, she mentioned that, you know, yeah, it's 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 a great it's a great difference when you know you're doing these races, and people know that they, they, it's, it's like science that they've been exploring on this. Sometimes you have paces and crews, and you guys might not be so familiar with that. But paces and crews mean in certain events they have my already organized, just saying that they have people to run with them, pace alongside with them. Mm-hmm. So like I said, but Harold Allen come in solo. So I train by myself. I run by myself. So when I show up to the race, I'm already underdog showing up. You 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 just go out there and do what you got to do. 
It's just handling your business. But not an underdog you know, mentally. You're not an well, underdog you. mentally. If you're you, a big dog mentally. You're a big dog mentally. Yeah, they may have a patience, oh, yeah. but the fact that you can get through it mentally by yourself, that makes you a leg up for them, actually. <laughs> there you go. There you go. But, and, and you have a lot of people that tell you that you, you can't do that by yourself. You need somebody to, you know, you can't do that by yourself. But if you come up from where Harold Allen comes from, he run by himself. He get his long game. He build it up by himself. Cause you know, when he get the big event, he gonna be running against people. And I, I mean, I beat people like that too. Don't don't get me wrong. Cause my last hundred mile race, I finished third place. There you go. You know, it, it, I mean, not even say like there's no places or none of that. You know, nobody. I mean, I, I killed third place. You know, and I could have even probably won it, but you just have to. You got to learn more about the event. Yeah, it's coming in a new Pacoma. You and first, first and foremost, you want to do some smaller races. You if you you want to do like uh, ultra, like I said, thirty one point zero. That's a, that's a fifty k. But you want to include that as an ultra. But you gotta you gotta get the hundred miles. It, looking at Harold Allen for perspective, because you gotta get the the hundred miles. You gotta get the hundred miles to, to for me to say that you could run a, a ultra. That's it. I hear you. And I ain't gonna take that away. I, I, I ain't taking away from nobody that ran 50 miles or the ones that run the 31 miles. But that's a kind of like an easy scapegoat. If you want to run, uh, you got to run 100 miles. So you go on day and night, and you can feel what that feel like. You know, drifting through the weather as it changes. <laughs> I, I, I hear you. Well, once again, Harold, I want to say I appreciate that you took time out of your day because I'm sure you ran probably 20 miles a day at some point. I'm right. glad you took time out of your day to uh, to speak with us. Um, India? Yes. Thank you very much for taking the time, and congratulations. Exactly. <laughs> and, and I, I'm, exactly. I'm really looking forward to see um, how you do, and I'm going to keep track of you on your Facebook page. Yes. Um, and just to let people okay. know out there, if they do want to follow you on Facebook, um, is it just under your name, Harold Allen, or how would they find you? They can find me on, like, like that's on my name, Harold Allen. I got a couple of different accounts. Uh, they could go to it, and I got my Facebook picture up there. It's on the Mr. County High School. That's where I went to high school at, but um, I reside in Maywood, Georgia. And um, like I can say, I, I, and, and before we go, I want to give a big, some big shout out, you know, to a couple of people, you know, mm-hmm. if you don't if mind giving that out. Um, big, big shout out to my mom. Um, Mina Ree Allen, now, I love you, Mama. I see you out there. You know, we steady moving on up. Mm-hmm. And shout out to my brother, Lamont, Lamont Allen. You no, know, I, I see you, bro. I see you out there. You help. You try. You take me to a lot of races, but you're on beside me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know. He's that support. We give a shout. Yeah, we give a shout to Greg Waddell. You know, like I say, man. You know, you've been you've been very supportive, man. And once for you guys coming down to Athens, man, on a marathon them twenty five and providing with a lot of gear and stuff, extra shorts and some shoes and stuff that I needed. Yeah, I haven't got over that hump, but I told you guys I love you guys in Athens for that. And give a shout out to Mark Tumbert. And once for Mark, I would have been in this, you know, thank you, Mark, so much, man. I love you, man. Down at Tallahassee, man. I see you over there in Tallahassee, Florida. You know, and that's that's about all. I don't want to give her too much time. Give a shout out to the the great city of Baylor, George, man. We're coming on up, man. I got y'all, baby. I'm going to put y'all on my shoulders, man. Putting them on the map. There you go. <laughs> Once again, Harold, uh, it's been very enjoyable. Yes. Um, thank you for taking time out of your day, and um, you have a great week. 
And that was a great interview. Once again, yes. thank you, Harold, thank for you. taking time out of your day to speak with us. I hope y'all enjoyed it. Oh, I, yes. did, I enjoyed it. Definitely hearing his story was very, very, very enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Now, India, yes. it's another end to another great show. Amazing. So, India, if yes. they want to get in touch with you, how do they do it? Yes, so you can find me on Instagram at I underscore of underscore indigo, E-N-D-I-G-O underscore runs so that's i of indigo runs and that's underscore in the middle of each word and that's on instagram and then you can also follow me on facebook at india i'm india cook or miles from india and i am tommy mitchell so you can catch me on instagram uh tmitch68 you can dm me there um you also we have the run duo um instagram uh Mm -hmm. so you can dm us there i am on facebook as well as thomas mitchell or you can email me at thomaswmitchell2 at gmail.com. Yes, y'all feel free feel free to like, share, all of this. Subscribe. Know. Subscribe. Let your people know. And let them know, because if you like the show, let them know. Yes. Um, we are on the, the um, SoundCloud platform. We're on iTunes, and we are on Google Music. Uh, Google, Google Play and actually Google Play just came out with an app just for podcasts awesome. so go yeah. to, to go to Google Play download the app and you can look us up at Run Duo the podcast yes and we definitely appreciate everybody that has been tuning in and listening to our shows we always want oh before. yes I want feedback yes. if you got ideas questions um, topics exactly want to, more know, want, want to know more about what we're talking about let us know exactly we want to thank Tess she was the reason we interviewed Harold she uh, introduced us on Facebook Facebook. So, yes. hey, you got somebody. Hey, oh, I'm sorry. Kimberly King, you uh, sent some information to me. Don't worry. I have not forgotten. Forgotten. I'm going to I'm gonna uh, contact him, and we're going to have a, uh, a show with him as well. Okay. So, if you got anybody you want us to interview, please feel free. Hit me up. Slap me on the head. Whatever. Yes. And let me know. Let us know. We're all we're open to all of that. And, of course, we're this is a show for runners, by runners. Even if you are not a runner, we entertain you and educate you on what's going on. Exactly. So, once again, it's the Run, Run Duo. Duo. Y'all have a great week. Bye, guys. <laughs>